Welcome to Tea Time in Hadassah's World podcast, where we talk about everything from religion to travel to marriage to politics, basically everyday life and hard topics that most people don't really want to touch on. I just want to thank you for joining this week's episode, and I hope that you enjoy and that you return. Hey y'all, welcome to uh, our first PTSD Awareness Month topic. Um, today I will be talking about um, sexual abuse. Now I will be, um, this won't be a normal broadcast, and it will probably be one of the longest episodes ever. Um, I will not go to my usual standard um, way of recording today, as this will be pretty long and I just want to get through it. And it is also my first time um, really speaking on this publicly as well as in depth as I normally would. Um, Rebecca will be joining us later in the episode, but I will be covering most of this one. So I just wanted to say um, welcome. Uh, Subscribe if you like. Um, I'm going to go ahead and dig deep into this topic. So these topics that I will be releasing over the next few weeks, um, it will I will be covering sexual abuse, which is this one, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. I will also be making a special broadcasting of uh, human trafficking awareness, as that is something that I'm very passionate about and feel led of Hashem to um, really do. So welcome to Tea Time in Hadassah's World, and let's get started. So, these next couple of episodes on Tuesday, um, and I will also be doing a couple episodes on Wednesday and Thursday um, in one of the weeks of this month, but it's something that is near and dear to my heart, so please stick around and take time to understand what it means to be affected by these abuses, how it feels to have PTSD while still trying to relate and bond to others and still heal from PTSD. So, I don't know if anyone has, like... Okay, so I'm going to speak on where does PTSD come from. It comes from traumatic events. It doesn't have to be abuse. It can be death of a close relative, close friend, a accident on the street. It can be basically any traumatic event, um, severe, um, severe um, events in your life. Like anything that causes extreme stress, especially for a period of time. Um, And then those that have had trauma, they end up with PTSD. As well as some people, if they do not handle it correctly and see mentors or um, counselors, can end up um, developing narcissistic personality disorder. If it is unhealed and usually once you head into narcissistic it's hard to get out because once you get to that point you're pretty pretty deep into it but it's not nothing that Hashem cannot handle so I first would like to say and I believe was one of the most traumatic for me out of all of the abuses that I've experienced as I had this happen to me several times over and over and I believe that this is really the first time that I have truly opened up um, about what happened to me. Now, for the sake of the individuals that did not did these sinful things against me, I will keep their identity hidden, so I will not be speaking anyone's name um, for their safety in hopes that one day they will repent and receive the gospel of Yeshua or Mashiach because I understand that this is a sin thing and we have a wicked and depraved heart. 
that without the refinement of Ruach HaKodesh, we continuously will live in bondage. So I will allow Hashem to take vengeance if he hasn't already, and I pray for the mercy on the individual in the meantime. In Yeshua's name. Okay, so first, I'm going to cover the signs of someone that may be experiencing sexual abuse, and then after that, I will be sharing my personal experience with this. Afterwards, I will give you a call to action to apply to your day-to-day life and what to do if you know of someone that is currently experiencing sexual abuse and or who has been raped or you suspect is going through this. Okay, so signs that someone is experiencing sexual abuse. I'm going to read this down on the list. Take note if you find yourself in the situation or if you think that you know of someone in the situation. This is not something to take very lightly at all. Um, Random depression, such as withdrawing from normal events, activities, and hobbies that they once thoroughly enjoyed. Self-harm behaviors. This one can look different for every person, so be observant. This also includes sudden suicidal thoughts and behaviors, low self-esteem, sudden sexually transmitted diseases and or infections, anxiety, worry, and fear about situations that did not cause anxiety before, avoiding certain situations, places, or people, failing grades or withdrawing from classes, increase in drug, alcohol, or substance abuse, sudden withdrawal from family, friends, and sports, um, and any extracurricular activities saying that their partner does not want them to engage in certain activities or be in contact with someone, any mention of their partner controlling their contraceptive options or refusing to use safe sexual methods, mentioning that their partner is forcing or presuming to do things that make them feel uncomfortable when their partner starts repeatedly answering their calls and texts or intrudes on private conversations, visible signs of physical abuse such as bruises or black eyes, any mentions of previous sexual assault, and that is it for the symptoms. Um, there is probably more that I did not thoroughly research. However, just be on the lookout for those. Those are the general symptoms. I got these symptoms from Rain. That is R A I N N dot O R G, and you can also call them twenty four seven at eight hundred six five six four six seven three. So now I'm going to move on to my personal experience. This is something that is like, honestly, speaking about it is honestly freeing because in general, it helps me to heal even deeper because sometimes it'll bring feelings up. Like lately, I have been having um, PTSD moments quite often in the last few weeks. And this is weird for me because I'm normally not like this bad. I was the last time I was this bad was when I had recently endured the trauma, um, which I will explain more in just a second. But I think not having, you know, with everything being on lockdown due to COVID-19, I, um, you know, it's kind of just bringing up a lot of stuff. And if I'm like, for me, if I don't talk about these things, sometimes I can end up into a mental breakdown. Mental illnesses also stem from PTSD, untreated PTSD, as well as narcissism, which actually, before I get into my personal experience, since I talked about um, unhealed PTSD and trauma, um, I want to speak on the signs of someone that is dealing with a narcissistic personality disorder. I'm going to read down a list, so if you know of anyone like this, or know 
yourself to be like this and you recognize it, that's good because most people don't with narcissism. Um, but if you know of someone, I would re- right now just confront them and let them know like, hey, you are toxic right now. And I want to, and like, if you feel like you can still remain friends with them and still have healthy friendship or a relationship with them, then that's good. If they listen to your boundary and okay, first, let me go to set boundaries for real, because I have dealt with narcissistic people my whole entire life. And they usually, those that are unwilling to see that are unwilling to see that they have an issue are unwilling to change and they do cross boundaries. So if you think that you can continue your friendship and relationship with that person and still have healthy boundaries that they will not cross, then that is totally up to you. But if they keep um, if they keep going past those boundaries, then it's time to let them know. And if they continue after that, then you have to separate yourself because narcissistics, narcissism is very, very toxic. Um, here are the symptoms. Um, they have a exaggerated sense of self-importance. They have a sense of entitlement and require constant excessive admiration. They expect to be recognized as superior, even without achievements that warrant it. They exaggerate achievements and talents. They are preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. They believe they are superior and can only associate with equally special people. They monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior. They expect special favors and unquestioning compliance with their expectations. They take advantage of others to get what they want. They have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the need and feeling of others. They are envious of others and believe others are envious of them. They behave in an arrogant or haughty manner, coming across as conceited, boastful, and pretentious. They insist on having the best of everything. For instance, the best car or office, the best house, the best husband, the best whatever. Um, And that is the end of that. And they also cannot stand criticism. Okay, here's some more. They become impatient or angry when they do not receive special treatment. They have significant interpersonal problems and easily feel slighted. They react with rage or contempt and try to belittle the other person to make themselves appear superior. They have difficulty regulating emotions and behavior. They experience major problems dealing with stress and adapting to change. They feel depressed and moody because they fall short of perfection. They have secret feelings of insecurity, shame, vulnerability, and humiliation. Now, like I said, certain people, once you directly let them know that they have narcissistic personality disorder symptoms, they will sometimes change, sometimes not. You have to set healthy boundaries with that individual. And just because someone displays those types of symptoms doesn't mean that they have a narcissistic personality. They just may have trauma that they need to heal or they were brought up a different way and like don't know how to react properly. Like I know for me, like I sometimes have anger issues, but the reason I act or react in anger in certain uh, situations because my PTSD flares and then I have severe anxiety and then I tend to lash out at anyone that like I see as a threat. And that's the only reason that I can sometimes struggle with anger. So I'm moving on to my personal experience with sexual abuse. For the sake of the person and persons that have done that evil and terrible things to me, I will not be disclosing their names. I'm just sharing my personal experience and that is that. So I will make this as brief as possible because I do not want to make this a really long episode, but here we go. 
back in 2008, I met a man from MySpace. Yes, MySpace. That's how old this is. Um, and met up with him in person. I would not recommend this at all. In my personal experience, I do not recommend meeting with anyone online that you do not know. Unless you already know them, it is dangerous. And I've only heard of horror stories coming from this. So I do not recommend online dating. I do not recommend... Um, meeting someone from online on Facebook, Instagram, or anything of the like, unless you know them or someone that you are close friends with knows of them and knows their personality, just forewarning you. So when I met him at first, he was okay, but I started to notice some violent tendencies with him, which I will be covering in the next episode because it'll be covering physical abuse. Um, this is the main relationship that I was uh, sexually abused and have been raped twice and almost raped one other time after that. Anytime him and I would get into a fight, he would force himself on me afterwards as a so-called apology. I'm sure most of y'all have heard of makeup sex. That's pretty much how he would refer to it as, which I, you know, like I need time to cool down. I am not someone that just openly wants to have affection immediately after being angry. I have to process and then come back later. And I just, I remember crying and crying the whole entire time. Like I did not enjoy it at all. Um... And this happened all throughout our relationship, the times that he would stalk me. And then when he hid in my closet in my room at home for like three or four days, when I went to cut him off, I changed my number. I tried everything. like, And then he literally hid in my closet without eating, drinking, nothing. Like coming out, he just hid in there for three or four days and I did not know. And then when he finally came out at night, he threatened to commit suicide in front of me if I did not stay and have sex with him. Another time when he forcefully recorded us having sex and then uploaded it online, this stuff is real to me, and if I am honest, I do not even know where any of that information and videos of me went, so I would not be surprised if it shows up randomly someday, and I would be horrified because I am a much different woman now. He refused to take down the videos he posted of us on YouTube, and they also never did anything about it. YouTube never did anything about it, even though I relentlessly reported it as um, minor, um, like, because I was a minor at the time that it was recorded and uploaded. They still refused. I sat on customer service for over an hour. They did not pick up the phone. They did nothing about it. Uh, I was afraid to break it off with him at the time because him and his family were a part of the blood gang in Baltimore, and I did not want them terrorizing my family if I broke it off with him. The other time that I was raped was actually a friend of the man that I was in a relationship with at this time. My ex left me alone in the house with him, and he forced himself on me and then left the house, basically leaving me all by myself without food, drink, or anything until my parents came to pick me up, and then I got yelled at by my ex for allowing him to have sex with me. When I finally did gain the courage to leave this abusive man, I left out of state for a month to live with my other ex. Y'all, please forgive me. I thought I was going to marry this man, but he was a counterfeit. I definitely recommend if you are not in a relationship, and even if you are in a relationship and you know it's not of God, break it off. I'm like, break it off. I don't care how lonely you are, how desperate you are, I don't care. Break it off. If it is not a God thing, there will be serious repercussions if you do not. Like, literally. Wait on the man that Hashem has for you. Wait on him. I cannot stress that enough. Wait on him. You do not want that stress and that drama to bring into your godly relationship later down the line. Trust me. (laughs) So when I came back to Baltimore, I had no contact with my abusive ex. And when he tried to force himself on me, thank God I was in a public area. I refused and declined and left. 
I was afraid to be home alone or shower without someone in the bathroom with me. That is how much trauma I had to endure while being with this man. When someone says, oh, just up and leave the man or woman, I am like, it ain't always that simple. Most men and women fear retaliation and stalking situations if they try to leave an abusive partner, which is why so many people stay in toxic relationships. And I can totally agree with that one because I went to, um, I think there was one time I went to go up to the police department, which I do recommend this, have like anonymously send a message to a family or friend and be like, Hey, can you come pick me up and have them take you to some place? And, um, I would, before you break it off, I would go to the police station and file for a restraining order before you do anything, because there will be a retaliation. I'm not going to lie. There is going to be retaliation, but that's not something that you need to fear, honestly. But I get it. I really do. And I pray that Hashem gives you the shalom to be able to break it off peacefully and to be able to walk out of there free. Like reach out anonymously to someone you can trust and do the best that you can. Get alone. Get somewhere as best as you can. Do what you got to do. So that's my personal experience with that. Um, now I want you to include some resources. The best thing that I that you can do for yourself is to remember that you are not alone. Trust me, you are not alone. There are so many women that are experiencing this type of issue and trauma. I know so many people and I can relate to so many people that have gone through this. And especially with being in um, human trafficking awareness at my um, when I lived in Florida. Um, um, when I lived in Florida, I have talked to so many women and it's crazy, but men experience this too. So I totally understand. So from, um, based on statistics with women, cause I'm, this podcast is directed towards women because I believe women are to teach women and men, men, um, so let's see. One in five women and one in 71 men will be raped at some point in their lives. That's crazy. That really is crazy. One in five and then one in 71 for men. That's still too much. Too much. So reach out to some trusted friends who you know can help you and you can confide in to keep everything confidential. If you have no friends, please call a hotline and anonymously report yourself and they will help you and give you the resources on how to get out. Uh, if you can and have to do what I did and leave the state you are currently living in for a few months until things settle down, change your number. Usually a cell phone provider will allow you to change your number for free. If they know that you are in an abusive or stalker situation, I've done this before. So I I know Um, physical abuse is often common with sexual abuse. So if you are experiencing one of these, you will probably also be experiencing the other as well. So how do you get free? For me, it has been a really long process. I go 12 years later and I still suffer from PTSD, but I also did not realize that I had PTSD until probably roughly about 2016. And even then I still did not know how do I navigate this? What do I do to get out of it? Do I need counseling? Do I need this? Do I need that? I kind of have been all over the place, so I haven't able to have really been able to totally heal from this. Um, but based on research and talking to friends and stuff, 
Um, it is when you have a mental flashback. Uh, let me back backtrack. So it could 12 years later and I still suffer from PTSD. If you do not know what PTSD, it is when you have a mental flashback from a present moment that made you remember what you experienced in the trauma, basically a trigger. And it causes you to withdraw, have severe anxiety and react harshly to those all around you. PTSD is one of the most unrecognized and undertreated and least understood anxiety types out there. It is often misdiagnosed as well. And it is not just for army veterans from the war that have this type of severe anxiety. In almost all cases, you will need to see a trusted Christian counselor or mentor to work through the pain and trauma, and it will take time to resolve your PTSD. Be patient with yourself. It will also take much prayer, fasting, and travailing. For me, I have had almost zero counseling. I have mostly just prayed, fasted, and travailed with Hashem and cried my eyes out most nights. Almost 10 years, I am mostly healed and just have a minor little bit of PTSD to navigate and work through. It does take time and you will have to be patient with yourself because you will have some setbacks and that is totally okay. If there is one, one phrase and one quote that I totally have adapted to and totally relate to. It is okay to not be okay. As long as you don't stay in that circumstance, as long as you don't stay in that place of not being okay, it is okay to not be okay for a small period of time. Reach out to others. Don't handle this on your own. Trust me. It is good to have mentors. It is good to have accountability. It is good to have counselors and coaches to help you out to get through and process everything. Thankfully, I am blessed to have a good support system around me and friends that are patient with me and a future husband that has been so patient with me and nurtured and prayed for me when he could. A lot of times the pain and trauma is sought to be ignored, but that will only make things worse and cause the pain to only fester and get worse over time. You end up cutting the people that are only trying to help you due to your paranoia and previous pain of the trauma you have endured. I would know. Once you become free, you can raise awareness and help other women that are suffering from this as well. So with addressing PTSD, I would also like to include the symptoms of PTSD. So here are the symptoms of PTSD in women. And if you recognize any of these symptoms in yourself, it is time to reach out to a trusted friend, mentor, and counselor to get help. Be healed and set free as PTSD PTSD can be hard to navigate and work through alone. So one, you relieve, you relive the event via a nightmare or flashback. You may have a physical reaction such as heart pounding, shaking, or sweating. Two, you avoid situations or events that would remind you of the trauma. Three, you have negative thoughts and emotions that make it hard to live your life. You may have trouble remembering. You may experience shame, guilt, anger, or have negative thoughts and feelings about yourself. You may feel numb or empty, and you may not participate or enjoy activities that you once enjoyed. Four, you feel jittery, nervous, or tense all the time. This may make it hard to concentrate during the day or sleep at nighttime. So with all of that being said, I am going to turn this over to Rebecca and let her explain her past experience with any um, sexual abuse, which can also include any sexual harassment or assault, which is a little bit on the minor side, but it still causes trauma and therefore creates and buds a PTSD anxiety. So without further ado, I'm going to let her talk about her experience and then I will be sharing next week's topic. Wow, that was, that's a lot. Um, I'm definitely glad that you are growing and away from that and healed now. But um, as for me, um, 
yes, I am a virgin, but, um, yeah, there is a couple of incidences where sexual abuse has kind of touched my life. Um, when my sister was five and I was three, my sister actually was, um, we actually had a babysitter that was coming over and she actually had her husband who, um, sadly, I don't think he was a legal immigrant. Um, and that's nothing against illegal immigrants, whatever that that's not what I'm talking about, but he, um, he didn't even speak very good English, apparently, but he actually ended up molesting my sister, and she was five. Um, I would have been two at the time, so I have no idea if anything happened with me, but I likely at least saw it happen. You know, at the age of two, you don't exactly have the words to describe and tell what happened like my sister did um and then later on I don't know how old I was um I do know um I think I was probably between the ages of seven and nine maybe um our child um like our pediatrician um he had, um, we were actually on our way out, and, um, I was behind my mother, or whatever, um, and, um, the doctor actually had kind of patted my butt as I was walking out, and it made me so extremely uncomfortable, um, I don't know if he necessarily meant it in a sexual way or anything, but it definitely has affected me. Um, yeah, it was definitely not appropriate regardless of his intentions. Um, and, you know, even to this day, I still, um, there is still a part of me that, um, that's affected by that. There are times almost, and almost any guy that stands behind me or, like, crosses behind me for any reason, even, like, even married men sometimes, it's still, um, like, there's still a part of me that does not trust somebody actually, you know, a guy walking behind me as if, you know, any guy would actually touch my butt for absolutely no reason or whatever, you know, and that's something that I have to adjust to actually even being okay at some point with my husband, you know, touching and squeezing my butt and all of that. But, um, yeah, so those, those are my two kind of experiences with, um, any kind of sexual abuse or rather molestation. Um, so yeah, definitely not a comfortable conversation. And that's actually, this is the first time that I'm actually publicly sharing about my experience with uh, my pediatrician. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys really can 
learn some things from um, my experience, definitely, definitely, definitely don't be scared to share it. If it happened, bring it to somebody that you actually trust who, you know, and sometimes it can be hard to hear those things. Sometimes they might not believe it right away. But actually keep going to somebody until they actually believe you and you can actually move forward with processing and healing and, you know, if necessary, even filing police reports and stuff like that so that you can actually heal and move forward from that experience. So, yeah. Well, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and I'm going to hand it back to Katie at this point. Wow, that was really deep. And like she said, don't be afraid to reach out to someone, even if it has to be anonymous, even if that means stepping outside privately to call someone or call a hotline to get advice or report yourself or going to the police station, having a trusted friend uh, take you to the police station to file a um, police report and a restraining order. Or like I said, going to a counselor or a coach or accountability partner or mentor, just find something, someone you are not in a hopeless situation. I understand the fear of retaliation, um, but if you rely on those trusted individuals, they will be able to help you get through that and protect you as you try to step out of that toxic and abusive relationship and you will find your justice. So without uh, further ado, I will be sharing next week's topic. Um, Now, this is not my normal um, day to post a podcast, uh, and I will still be posting um, this week's podcast on Friday. Um, Our topic is focusing on Yeshua and not your future husband. It should be a really, really good topic. Um, The next episode for, um, for PTSD Awareness Month episodes will be on June 11th. That is, I believe it's next Tuesday. Let me see. It's actually this Thursday. Okay. This Thursday, June 11th, it will be about physical abuse. And then afterwards it will be mental abuse releasing on uh, June 16th. And then human trafficking awareness releasing on June 24th, emotional abuse June 25th, and spiritual abuse June 30th. And this is PTSD Awareness Month. So, and this is something, a topic that I can truly relate to. So honestly, guys, if you need anything and you need to reach out to me or you're going through this yourself or you know someone that is going through this, please, please, please reach out to me. Um, my email is Catherine. K-A-T-H-E-R-Y-N-M Compton C-O-M-P-T-O-N at gmail.com and I will leave this in the description in um, the podcast description box so you can copy and paste if you did not get that Um, just reach out to me I will send you to someone that can properly help you give you advice um help you out if I can, uh, lead you in the right direction, you know, just reach out to me. All right, guys. Yeshua loves you. I love you. And um, we will see you back on Friday and then next week for our next PTSD awareness topic. Subscribe if you like. If not, I'm not offended. (laughs) Not at all. Um, But you guys have a good week and I will see you for this Friday. Shalom.
Thank you again for joining us this week. I hope that you enjoy today's podcast topic. If you did, please take the time to subscribe so that you do not miss anything coming up. We are every Friday and announce the topic every Sunday. I hope that you have a good week and we hope that you join us again soon. Shalom.